Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. San Francisco 49ers. You have one job. One job. Don't let us down. Just beat the Chiefs. Gosh. Please. From your lips to God's ears. Please. Please. Okay? You are going to have Broncos country, and it is large. Broncos country is formidable. Mm -hmm. Broncos country is one of the top traveling fan bases around the country. Broncos country needs this. Please. We do need this. Now. We need this bad. Problem is, why won't you pick the 49ers? At least for now. Subject to change, but as we sit here right now, you're picking the Chiefs to win. Why? All right, so I picked the 49ers before the season. That was my pick. All right. As far as you know. <laughs> what does it all mean, Basil? Or Basil? Basil? Basil. What does it all mean, Basil? <laughs> well. That was in September. I know. Here's the problem. I thought here's the Broncos the- were going to go 10-7. and seven back. No, I didn't. I never thought that. But anyway, you get the Here, Here's the issue that I've, I've had here recently is that in the last two weeks against two of the most formidable opponents the Chiefs have faced all year, the Bills and the Ravens, I thought from a complete aspect, it was their most complete game their most back-to-back complete games that they've played all season, especially on the offensive side of the ball. No, they turned the ball over. They were efficient. They scored what they needed to score. Um, the first two drives that they put together against the Ravens were immaculate, even with a fourth down conversion in there on the first drive. I, I just thought their last two games were their most two complete games. Now, they did give up a lot of rushing yards to Buffalo, but then they... Did they hunker down or did Buffalo just kind of quit trying to run it? I don't know. But I thought it was their two most complete games against two great opponents. And they're here. I thought that San Francisco played collectively their two worst games of the season as a team. I thought offensively they were out of sync. I thought Kyle Shanahan was out of sync as a play caller. I thought he got away from what they do best. Um... It was almost like we're going to trick you. Uh, I don't like that. And I thought defensively, the 49ers, which relied on this defense, this defensive line, this simplicity, we're just going to go out here and thunder punch you. I thought they got pushed around in both games. I thought the Green Bay Packers dominated them up front. And I thought Detroit did the same. And here's what I don't think. If you play that way, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be able to do what he did the last two weeks of hoisting his team on his shoulders and making plays down the stretch that eventually got them a win. I don't think he's going to do that against the Chiefs defense. And really, this Chiefs defense is built, and it's been built the last couple of years this way. They started playing seven different rookies last year in their Super Bowl title. And like consistently, and then you start to look at their back end. And I'll I'll invoke a great memory for Broncos country. It reminded me the way the no-fly zone used to play. 
from the back end forward. Their back end is so good at challenging people to the line of scrimmage, disrupting routes, changing the rhythm of the offense, and allowing their pass rush to get there. Like that complementary nature that, that you have to have to be a good football team. Like, I could see the Chiefs being able to disrupt that. So the eye test tells you something's wrong here with San Francisco. The numbers back you up. So during the regular season, they allowed 214 yards passing per game. Mm-hmm. So far in the playoffs, 227. Not a big no. not a big difference. Not, nothing to see here. Here's a big difference. During the season, they allowed just 90 yards rushing per game. In the postseason, 160. Yeah. And so how does that translate? Well, it translates during the regular season. They gave up 17 points per game. So far in the playoffs, they've given up 26. That's yeah. So I, what What I need to know, is that is that a case of a defense that has been figured out or it's just a defense that is worn down that just inexplicably is just losing right. up front? I think... I'm sure Kyle Shanahan right. would like the answer to that, too. I think the thing that I have seen is... They brought back Eric Armstead, who's a really good player. He was injured. He was injured the last four or five weeks of the season, missed all that time. He has not looked like the Eric Armstead that, that is a difference maker when it comes to making plays. I think uh, Kinlaw has been um, – well, Kinlaw and Hargrave have, have not produced. And I think Chase Young – is an average football player that's been exposed to some degree. And so they haven't gotten the production. Joey, or excuse me, uh, Nick Bosa is still a freak. But, you know, we always we always used to say, hey, give me one war daddy. We can take that dude out of the game. Give me multiple war daddies, and, and it's going to be difficult. They don't, they haven't played like war daddy. Like, Armstead has not played like a war daddy. And... Therefore, they've become very, they've been become very attackable in the run game. And and then the other thing is, is like when you get the outside stuff going, when you get the you know receiver coming in and cracking a defensive end, they've been blocking the DNs. Like Chase Young's not getting off the block. And then on top of that, well, didn't I read just a little while ago that the Forty ers were thinking of benching? They need Chase to. Young because his effort's been so bad. They need to bench him and they need to start Randy Gregory. Whoa. Whoa! I don't be surprised when it happens. Whoa! Really? That's how bad it is? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, I, Randy Pen- Gregory could be their potential savior defensively. Penny Sewell was ragdolling Chase Young. Ragdolling. Now, Penny Sewell's a great player, don't get me wrong. Ragdolling him. Yeah, I... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him. So the Chiefs. No, I mean, I, I'd put him in a rotation. Is San Francisco, are San Francisco's issues fixable? They had two weeks. They'll have had two weeks. Fixable, or now fatal. Um, fixable or fatal? I think they're. I think they're fixable if Mike. If I think they have to make a change at defensive end. And then I think inside, if what has been happening to them inside with that that rotation of Hargrave, Kinlaw, and um, and Armstead, if that is coming off of injury and other guys were were really banged up, because if they can do that, 
if, if they can like if they can solve that conundrum. But that's a great matchup because the inside guys for Kansas City are their best. Their tackles are are their their weak link. So yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. Doesn't sound like you're going to be changing your mind between now and Sunday. I may just go sentimental, like like uh, Bob Welsh. Bob Welsh, yeah, sentimental lady. Oh jeez, remember that song? No, uh, Bob. Uh, what? No, you don't remember Bob Welsh? No, sentimental. No, dude, it's a classic. No, classic. I'm not going to. So quit asking, Johnny. I got an assignment for you. <laughs> I'm not going sentimental to. Sentimental Lady asking. by Bob Welsh. I may go Sentimental Lady by I'm Bob sure, Welsh I'm and sure pick the Niners. Okay, well. Pick the Niners. Oh, when you hear this, when Johnny grabs this for you, you're going to reminisce about, uh, what was the girl's name that you uh, I, you went to choir just because you wanted to hey, date her? that was that was our, that oh, was, that was, that was told in confidence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We weren't rolling yet. Oh, <laughs> was that was her name Jenny? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rewind that, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yes, I did. I did join the church youth choir just to impress a girl. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll leave it at that. Yes. Okay. Protect the protect the names of the innocent, please. Coming up next, uh, when you hear this, you're going to be amazed that Christian McCaffrey ever turned out as good as he turned out. That's next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G, LTE, cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash storm-ready. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. This may this may push me over the top for my uh, Niners pick right here. This might sentimentally get you to pick the 49ers. Listen to this hook right here. That's why this is This is the hook. Yeah, right here. Right here. Yes, and all of the things that I said that come rushing by my head when Oh, sentimental gentle wind blowing through my harp again. They don't write them like that anymore. Oh, Bob Welsh. They don't write them like that anymore, do they? If that doesn't get you, right in the heartstrings. Right in the heartstrings. Right in the old heartstrings. Oh boy! Yeah, all the feels, all the feels when you hear that one. Uh, this 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 is going to give you the feels. I don't. This this is funny. The feels. This is the the, 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 all feels. the feels. You ever heard that? No. All, all the, the feels. feels, like the feelings. You know, you just oh man, that just gives. I me never all heard that. anybody yeah. say get the feels. Fever. Have you heard that? Yeah. Fever shaking his head. Yes. Nodding his head. Yes. 
We didn't get the feels in Alaska. Too cold. Too cold to get the feels? Too cold oh, to yeah. get the feels. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, like, I, like I, I was watching the I grand. I if that's why my nipples are always hard. <laughs> you know, I just... They look, just, look at right here. Look at the. No, at, I know they are always uh, full attention. They're always at full attention. Erect. I don't know why. I don't know why that is either. I mean, I can be even hot like in the sauna. I know. Boing! They're just out. I know. I've noticed. I, believe it or not, you can't not notice. I've noticed. I've tried I'm not to notice, yeah. but I've noticed. Yeah. You know, it's like how your 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 mom used to say, you know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze and become like that all the time, right. you know? Maybe With you, it happened. It happened. You kept... Yeah, well, because I was in the cold all the time. Yeah, and they always... And then they just and froze like that. kept probably yeah. feeling them, and then boom. You can't help it. They stuck that way. Yeah, they're stuck. That's why you, I used to have to put tape over them. Did you really? Yeah, during tape. games because they chafe. No, not during games, but sometimes if I wore like a tight shirt, I just throw some like surgical tape over my nipples to keep them down. Surgical tape or tassels? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, there's no question I could hang some tassels on those bad boys. <laughs> That's only when I'm dancing, though. You could. You could. That's only when I'm watching. Hey, you only, could. Only when I'm watching Footloose. You could. Or Quentin Nelson film. Good point. Good point. Ah, <laughs> uh, where were we? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. no, don't talk over this. New York, London, Paris, Munich, everybody talking about Bob music. Okay, by the way, on the uh, RamosLaw.com text line, Bob Walsh also wrote the greatest guitar riff of all time in the song Ebony Eyes. You remember that? Ebony Eyes. Johnny, look <laughs> up Ebony fever. Eyes, Bob Walsh. Poor, it's on the same album. More fever. Uh, oh, you don't remember Ebony Eyes? I guess I didn't remember we could, we could Sentimental drop our... Winds Through My Harp either. I didn't remember Blowing through my harp again. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yes. It, it, it actually is amazing when you, you get ready to hear what you're about to hear, mm -hmm. that he has turned out to be not only as successful, but as normal as he seems. Right? You've dealt with Christian. Oh, yeah. Since he was a kid, a but also kid. as a yeah. pro. He's a, he's a great kid. Normal dude, right? Yeah, he's a dude. I dude. always, I every time I do a San Francisco game, or, or back in the day when I was doing a Carolina game, I would always, I'm always out on the field anyhow. But right. I always spend like Christian always takes time out of his warm ups and stuff to come over and say hey and right. you know and and uh, yeah. So it yeah, it's always it's always cool. He's yeah, he's he's very he's very normal. Well, so amazing how normal he is, considering his dad is Ed McCaffrey. We would get grounded for real if you got jersey tackled. Like I'm talking yeah. like seven, eight years old. If you got jersey, you know, you wear the big jerseys. Yeah, you, you get grounded if you get jersey. Tackled. Oh, really? Tackled we at seven, eight years old. You're grounded. Home Depot tape that double sided tape. I'm eight and double side tape my pads. This is you know they didn't have the Velcro and double side tape my pads. I never got. I was running through everybody. No jersey tackles ever. You know he would cut like certain slits in the pan to give you like more knee flexion like back in the day at eight years old doing like dynamic warm-ups dude no sodas bedtime 7 30 
Oh yeah, like he would take. They would take our phone until I left for high school at like a time. He's gonna hate me for saying all this, but it works. <laughs> Holy! Oh no, there's more. Really? Yes. Even like little things, like you're wearing jeans. Like our, my school is a private school. You had you wear jeans or, or you know no sweats, whatever. You wearing jeans to school? He doesn't even remember this, but I remember it. It's pretty heavy on the legs, don't you think? Like <laughs> you gotta know, like. You're kind of right. Wore sweats, got in trouble. Then it's like, look, dude, you got to be comfy during the day. You got to be relaxed. Like, this is how you act on a game day. Like, this is what you do. Like, all that pep rally. Like, don't be yelling. Don't be losing your voice when you're out in the sun. If you squint, you're wasting energy. That's been, like, bred in us since I was a kid. Like, it's been taught to us for the longest Details. time. Like, hey, this is... And that's what he did. And he was over the top. Like, there's guys in his team who are like, what the hell is this guy? This guy's nuts. I mean, you knew he was a yeah. psycho, but did right. you know he was this much of a psycho? Uh, probably not to that extent, no. If you squint, you're wasting energy. You imagine how much energy I I wasted because I couldn't see, you know, so I was always squinting Yeah, back in the day. Gosh. <laughs> Can't wear jeans. Can't wear jeans. It's heavy. Like, can you imagine how much Don't longer? Don't yell at a pep rally. Right. Can you imagine how much longer Troy Tulowitzki would have played had he known these rules? Oh, if he had had, had heavy legs. Wow. Like, no wonder your legs are heavy. Those are jeans. Are those hash bumpbacks? Don't wear jeans. You can't Because they're jeans. heavy on your legs. Heavy legs. Wow. Ed. Ed. Move aside, Mr. Marinovich. Make right. way for Ed McCaffrey, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. I my my by the way, my admiration for Lisa McCaffrey goes to a whole nother level. Think about how she had to balance Ed off. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She had to provide some balance in that household with Ed doing Ed things. Wow. We gotta get John. Ed. We gotta get Ed on this week. Hey, on the RomosLaw.com text line, John of Erie. Mm-hmm. You can't say that over the radio. I just dropped a bench press on my throat. <laughs> I suffer from the same condition. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Dipolitis? I don't know. We probably have a doctor listening right now. What is the condition called when your nipples as a guy are always erect? There you go. It's out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's trending? Coming up next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Got the sense after last night's overtime loss, they get a point in New York to kick off this uh, long road trip, six games back east, that Jared Bednar was just happy to have the game over with and be able to get back into the flow of the season. I think it'll it'll take our team, you know, a couple games here to get fully back, but I want it to come quickly, you know. Like the, I said before, the team that's going to carve out the most points coming out of the break is one that can get, there, get back to where they were before they left. That's why I don't sense that he was too stressed yeah. about about well, he carved out a point. They did carve out a point. I, I still don't think even if they had lost the game, let's say on a late goal mm-hmm. and lost the game two to one, I, I still don't think he would have been I don't think he would have sounded the same after that kind of a loss as he has after other losses this season because and this applies to every coach around the NHL. I think you just want to get that first game back after the long break. Just get it over with. And if you come away with two points, one point that that's great, but even if you don't come away with any points and lose, I don't think too many coaches are going to stress. They just want to get back into the flow of the season as quickly as possible. How, how much of it do you think you're also working in a new component? 
Zach Parise? Yeah. Like, so there's there's almost this, hey, man, there's a filling out process throughout our rotation, throughout our line switching, throughout where we are. Like, so there's, there's a process there, and this is new for all of us. And so I almost give my guys a break, kind of cut them a little bit of slack because they're – Everybody's got to shift their role to a degree because of that. Like, so, I mean, Je- uh, Jared seems like he's, he seems like we have two coaches to me in this town that really seem to have their finger on the pulse of what their guys are yes. and what their teams are. Well, they're definitely. And Bednar and, and obviously And would you, would you agree they're both big picture guys? Yeah, they don't, they're not blowing off games. During the the long season, they're mm-hmm. they're paying a, a proper amount of attention, but throughout all of it, don't you get the sense it's all about the big picture and being yeah. ready and and feeling that you're at a certain level when you get into the playoffs. That, I, I don't that that's yeah. I think they're they're total big picture guys, and that's what happens when you win a cup and win an NBA championship. You know, you 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 look at the regular season for what it is, but it's always with the idea. No, but it's Are been, we ready to play into it, June? It's been a while since Bednar's won a cup. Is he on the hot seat? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No. No. Just checking. No. Patrick Mahomes. All right, you become a bit of a regular at this. Uh, how do you prepare for Super Bowl week? The biggest way I've changed is just kind of knowing what to expect of the week. Um, I've obviously grown as a quarterback and as a leader and as a person. Um, but being able to have a game plan for what the Super Bowl week entails um, and prepare myself to not play the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl game um, is something that I'm hoping I can use to my advantage. Yeah, by the way, what do you make of this uh, increasing talk that if he wins the Super Bowl that he's now challenging Tom Brady for GOAT status? Last time I checked, seven is still a lot more than three. He's 28. Yeah. Fine. You got to figure he's going get to be. Get to five. Get to. Oh, God. I just felt the bile start to come up through my throat. Get to five Super Bowls or six, and then we can talk. Oh. What's so funny? I just, I just have to glance down at the text line, and I. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know that I can say this about uh, from Dr. Jason. Yeah, go ahead, say it. Face <laughs> the technical term for my issue. Oh, for your nipples being constantly erect. Yeah. What is it? Can I say that? Which one are we looking at? From Dr. Jason. Where's Dr. Jason? Hold on, let me read this. Get ready to hit the dump button, Johnny. Wait a minute. I'm gonna like give me the last four numbers. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's a technical term. Doctor's term is Taylor Swift did he's <laughs> Okay, first of all, I think that's it's Titus. Swift Titus. <laughs> oh, I was oh god. I'm done! <laughs> I'm done! <laughs> You know my dyslexia. <laughs> oh, that was Swift Titus? I said Swift Titus. 
much. <laughs> no. Like, 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 like arthritis, tendonitis. Oh, so it was. It was Taylor Swiftitis. Not. <laughs> oh, I'm like Sean Connery. <laughs> I oh, like Sean Connery. <laughs> Sarah and I lied. Uh, uh, London, Paris, Munich, everything. Pop music. I guess. You know, normally I. I guess with you it is an honest mistake. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. That's how you read it. That's exactly how. I read. That's why I burst out laughing. I know. When, you were in the middle of something. <laughs> oh. Well, thank goodness. It's, uh, it's Titus. Yeah. Swift Taylor Titus. Swift Titus. Yes. Oh. Although, <laughs> I think I like your version better. Yeah. I mean. How do you treat that? I, Dr. Jason? How do you, how do you text know. Taylor Swift? Titties. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> God. Mm. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, HR, because like, HR, line one. Because I read, I read it, and I'm like, why is he laughing so hard? It's Taylor Swift. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oof. <laughs> <sighs> uh, where the heck were we? Oh, right. right. What's okay. trending? All right. So, all right. Focus. Um, so this Ben Johnson story with the Commanders, he was uh, very much highly in demand, and then he goes back to the Lions, which is his choice, but apparently the way that he handled saying no to Washington has ruffled uh, Washington's feathers, but also people around the NFL that they don't think that it was handled properly. Here's Adam Schefter talking about it with Pat McAfee. And I'll also say this. The commanders found out in midair at the same time that they were getting a text from an agent. So it wasn't like something that was done in advance or there was any warning. There were many reports. One person on the plane turned to and said, is this true? He's not interviewing with us anymore. And yet you're defending Ben Johnson. Well, if you get a sudden epiphany that I don't want to go there. And they happen to be in the air coming to meet you. Tell them, hey, turn your plane around. As opposed to them flying all the way there and then you sitting through a two-hour meeting when you know you're not going to sign the contract. Like it's so Washington to Detroit. It's like a hour and a half flight. Yeah. You, you can't just show the courtesy of saying, and by the way, Sending so, a so having, your agent, you would rather... having an agent send a text saying, by the way, my my client isn't interested. You well, know, you can't be man enough to just say, hey, I know you're coming out. I know I agreed to this meeting with you. Mm -hmm. It's not like just they were forcing the meeting that Ben Johnson right. agreed to it. You can't just well, let, one, them, let, them, let them land, one, meet with them, hear their pitch, ben, and then tell them no. Ben is game planning. He's preparing. He's doing all the work. He's done all this through his agent. And he says, you know what? I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave Detroit. They happen to be in the air. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Boy, how about what? Like, how, how about the bit? Of, how about the, about the, uh, the the claim supposedly that he was turned off by the fact that uh, 
They're arrogant basketball people. That doesn't surprise me at all. You get a bunch of basketball people that think they can run a football organization? Oh, yeah. Or a bunch of basketball people that think they can run a hockey organization? Like the Cronkies? Seems like they've done all right. Well, they, but they're they, basketball people. They didn't hire, ba- they hired hockey people to run the hockey organization. Did they not? Yeah, but I think they Joe Sackick's. Yeah, but Josh Kroenke is uh, one of the board, of, one of the governors in in, in the NHL. You don't Josh Kroenke. You don't think when they hire a coach or hire Jared Bednar, the owners weren't involved in some capacity? Well, sure, their their owners are involved in some capacity. Well, then they were when, basketball people involved with hockey. When your basketball guy is the head of your whatever. I don't know. I mean, how about I, basketball what, people whatever. involved in lacrosse uh, in, in soccer? How how Over much? How much has it changed? What about actors that own, you know, soccer teams, Premier League teams or whatever? Anyhow, I don't, like, whatever. I did, like, how, how far have the commanders fallen that you're sitting in Detroit doing some game planning going, you know what, <clears throat> I just had a, a thought and I really don't want to go to that crappy franchise. I'm in Detroit. This place is great. That would sting. Yeah, that would stink. That'll but you, you been, you did a couple, wa- you did a couple of Washington games this this year. Yeah, uh, you were yeah, around. I did Magic Johnson. Yeah, has Magic Johnson been part of the Dodger ownership? Has that hurt the Dodgers with a basketball guy being involved with the Dodgers? Mm. Do you anticipate Magic Johnson, a no. basketball guy, no. being involved with the Commanders, as being a bad thing? No, I think that's a, I think that's a I think good it's thing. A great but thing. I, I don't think he's making day to day. Hiring and thing decisions. No, but he's a basketball guy. <sighs> you and I, we're gonna. This, you know what? We're we have we have meetings in our future. <laughs> Thanks I, to you. I, Thanks to you. I, I, we have meetings in I, our future. Hey, listen. Can't you wait. Can't, you cannot punish me for being dyslexic. Oh, good point. Good. That would wait. be that that's would be good, like a that's lawsuit. A, that's a good card to throw. Good yeah, card that's a lawsuit. Throw. <laughs> Now you know why the people in Seattle hey, feel about Johnny, you the way they can do. You, can you clip? Can you clip that little exchange we had there with the? Oh yeah, yeah, it's already okay. I already clipped it. Send that to me. I'm going to send it to uh, Jason Kelsey. Maybe we can get ourselves on. <laughs> maybe yes, we can get ourselves yes. on the New Heights podcast. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll that'd send be great. To, I'll send it to Jason. Oh, it's an uh, affliction that's going around. Taylor Swiftitis. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Peter King is not happy with Roger Goodell. You'll hear why next. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. She said, I've seen you in here before. Ah, man. Sad day. Uh, Uh, In the entertainment world, country. Toby Keith passing away at the age of 62 after a publicized two-year battle uh, with stomach cancer. I don't know where I've been because I didn't know. Uh, we, we heard from a texture said they saw him perform just a couple of months ago. But I saw pictures of him. And, and yeah, I mean, he was, he was a big man. He was a big, I mean, the guy was a, played college football, played some semi-pro football. Yeah. Big dude. So, tough loss. Tough loss. Really? Toby Keith passing away at the age of 62. Way, way, way too young. But his music will live on forever. So anyway, I wanted to pass that uh, along. Um, 
Peter King is not happy with Roger Goodell. God, I always want to say Goodell now. Goodell. Um, so it, it used to be one of the one of the highlights of the week, Super Bowl week, was by the end of the week, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, wasn't it? Um, that the commissioner's press conference be in a big ballroom, mm-hmm. open to everybody who had right. a media credential. And you had a chance to go in and listen to kind of the state of the state of the union, state of the game right. from the uh, commissioner. Well, they moved it up. They moved it up to last night, and it was invitation only Ooh. to select media members. Really? And Peter King, uh, who is, I mean, he's been covering every Super Bowl going by. I, I can't tell you how many he's covered. Um, he says. Quote, it's by invitation now, which is very bad form because it allows the lead to keep muckrakers out. In their mind, the guys that are there to stir up trouble, ask controversial questions. Right. They want to be able to have select media so they can under uh, to know where the where the top what the topics are, where they're coming from. They can prepare. They're mm-hmm. not blindsided. Anything like that. Do you have a problem with it? Yeah, no, it should be it should be open to all media members and you should have to answer the tough questions. I mean, that's that's what it's supposed to be as opposed to invitation only, make sure that we get our people in there to that ask, you know, lob up softball questions that we've already prepared for them. And it used to be like on a Wednesday or something. Yeah, it was like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. It's definitely one of the um later it was in the week in the, type it stuff. It was in the afternoon. Yep. And it had been in a big ballroom. Hugely and, attended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, that that's just such the NFL. It's like it's like the news dump. When something bad goes down, when, back in, in my days at ESPN, you would always be doing a, um, like, whenever the, the league had to address, like, a controversial situation, like the Ray Rice suspension or, you know, something that was controversial. They would always, they would do two things that used to drive me crazy. They would always do the news dump on a Friday afternoon, and then they were always about 25 minutes late of the scheduled press conference. And therefore, a lot of people would would have to go to different programming. Right. Right. So you were supposed to carry it live, but you ended up not being able to carry it live. <clears throat> and so then we always had to wait around because then we'd have to, you know, retape part of the show and put all this in there or redo a whole new show. And they would always do it Fridays because the news dump on Friday, all you could be rolling over the weekend, not yep. as many people see it on a Friday right. night, da, 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 da. and then the games are Saturday and Sunday, and then they just roll through, yep. and nobody really pays attention It's chicken it. bleep. It really is. A lot, of, a lot of professional teams will announce ticket increases, ticket price increases, late Friday afternoon. Sure. Just try to you know get it out there under the cover of darkness. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, hey, just want to let everyone know we're raising ticket prices across the board seven percent. That kind of thing. Yeah. Peter King writing about Goodell. Quote: I think it's a bad look for Goodell. Either he's got thinner skin than he likes people to think he has, mm-hmm. or he's afraid of answering tough questions about how far the league's gotten into bed with sports betting interests after saying for years legalized sports gambling would be a pox on the NFL. It's a pox until you can make billions off of it. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. 
Boy, I tell you, you know, it was... One more. This yeah. is interesting. So, uh, again, Peter King goes back a, a long way, back to when Pete Rozelle was still the commissioner. He says, Pete Rozelle would come off the podium and spend 20 minutes doing sidebar stuff with the people who cover the league. If you cover the league, it's great to be able to have the occasional back and forth with the commissioner. What's the worst thing that can happen in a one-hour all-comers press conference? Some media person goes on a harangue about some issue that's not very important. So what? Give the people who spend their professional lives writing, reporting, and commenting on the biggest sport in America an hour once a year to ask anything and everything. Tell me, what's so dangerous about that? Yeah, it, it reminds me back in the day, uh, Jim Trotter, who I worked at with ESPN for a long time, then went to the NFL yeah, Network. Trotter got the Trotter got on the NFL's bad side. Trotter always, and he worked with the NFL Network, and he always asked the hard questions yep. that they didn't want to answer. And next thing you know, he was out of work. Jim is a good man, man. I, Jim is a a friend and a good man. Um, but yeah, that's what they that's what they're trying to avoid. Those tough questions that make people think, like. Oh wow! I didn't think about it that way. And mm-hmm. well, <clears throat> we joke, but we we joke because it's real. The idea of state sponsored media, mm-hmm. and increasingly, you have uh, a lot of teams who have their broadcast partners mm-hmm. who they they use to just keep things friendly, right. upbeat, nice. They want to get their message out, and they do it through. Um, they're mouthpieces. Sure. And um, it's too bad because I think there's a lot of information that a lot of us as sports fans would really be interested in that, quite frankly, never sees the light of day. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. So, that yeah, that is, that is that's disappointing. And, and Peter King makes some good points, and, and deservedly so. That's the way it should be. You should have that opportunity to... You should have that opportunity to, to have a serious conversation, to sit down. And you're the NFL. You're 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 Teflon. You're coded. impenetrable. You 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 know. So you ask a. You know what you do? You say, "Hey, listen." For years, you used to say that gambling could be a a, a, a real dangerous proposition for the NFL. Mm-hmm. What changed? And and you look at it and you say our our country's opinion has changed on it. It's much more acceptable. Um, it's much more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, we we haven't found any evidence to suggest that uh, players are fixing games or coaches or officials or we 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 think, have determined I, that it isn't the danger that we thought it was going to be at the time. Right. That's the easiest if, answer to get out of these things. Well, that's the, what we thought at the time and we've got new information and this is why we do what we do. At, Boom, at, that's it. At the time there was a CD underbelly associated with gambling. Now it's become mainstream. It's regulated. State to state it's regulated. It's no longer as seedy. It's out in the open now and so it makes it much more difficult to affect games. And so now it's it, what once was unsafe is now, in our opinion, safe as long as it's properly regulated. And now we have a much better, I mean, we have a much better idea of you got to do it on an app. You got to do it. In a, like we can trace players. That, I mean, right. how many how many players have we busted for, for illegal gambling? Because you're not doing it through a bookie. You're doing it on, on your phone. So it's all traceable now. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty easy answer. And at the end, just be honest, say, it's a huge revenue stream. 
Yeah. And our teams are in the business of making money. Right. And we are making a boatload, people. See the suit? Seriously, if somebody comes out and says that, it, it's right. a revenue stream. It's out there. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going away. It's a huge revenue stream for mm-hmm. our league, our teams. And we want to tap into it. What's I wrong thought with about, that? Hey, I thought about this a lot on my private jet from New York <laughs> yeah. to here. Yeah. And uh, hey, come on. Roger Goodell. Still making, still pulling down. Hey, I'll tell you what. Roger, you make about $40 million a year. For $40 million a year, one hour every year, you can get up and answer some tough questions. I'll do it for half. I, I'll tell you what. I'll do it for half. Commissioner Goodell. Commissioner Schlereth. <laughs> He'll do it for a lot less. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, uh, take the advice of one Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. or Ed McCaffrey, I guess. No squinting today. No squinting. Hey, when that sun yeah. comes up, right. you know, no squinting because according to Ed McCaffrey, it uses up a lot of energy. Yeah, and do not wear heavy jeans. Exactly. Whoa. Jeans, wear you down. And whatever you do, get checked out for that oh. Swiftitis. <laughs> Dover and Stoke next.